Welcome to The Social Dilemma, Episode 1. Legacy. Hello, my name is Nate Solomon, and you are now listening to The Social Dilemma Podcast. I am joined by my host, Tyler Doze, Jalen Williams, and Riona Donnelly. On The Social Dilemma, we're going to be discussing the effect that algorithms have on our browsing habits. Do we notice certain kinds of content being pushed towards us? Uh, should companies be held responsible for the algorithms and the type of content that they push towards us? Is this most uh, we've ever been divided politically as a society? We answer all of these questions and more. Our first episode, we're going to be focusing on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook has recently been in the the news cycle for propagating fake news on their platform and having potential influences on political cycles and the polarization of our politics. Instagram, on the other hand, has more personal uh, connection to us, having effects on younger people and their mental health and what the ideal type of uh, body image um, and other stuff should look like. We'll get all into this and more on the Social Dilemma podcast. So first, we're just going to talk about personal habits, and I'm going to turn to Jalen on this question. So uh, Jalen, do you notice uh, algorithms effects on uh, your browsing habits when you're just on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm always seeing, I'm always seeing like the same things that I look up um, outside of uh, my Facebook or Instagram for like Amazon um, or like in my Google browser. I look up certain things, whatever, and I'll see that on my social media. Um, that's always like the main couple of pieces of the news feed that that shows up first. Is that uh, something that like bothers you at all that you kind of notice like this pattern going through? Or is it just like you just go about your day and just kind of think it's par for the course? Um, It doesn't really bother me. But it just feels weird. Like, why is this showing up on social media? And I wasn't on social media looking it up. I was on a whole different, uh, a whole different app. So I feel like it, it's weird a little bit. But I usually go about my day. Um, just keep scrolling. And then I'll turn the question to Riona. So same question as Jalen. Do you notice like uh, these certain patterns coming to you, and do they bother you at all? Um. Yeah. They definitely do bother me because on my popular page, it's mostly like the same stuff. Like I follow a lot of um, like food accounts and like gardening accounts. And so my popular page is just that. And like I want to see like more interesting topics so I can like branch out. But I don't really know how to go about that because that's like all my algorithm is that. So that's kind of a weird uh, dilemma because you want to see different types of things. But what the algorithm thinks is you like this certain type of content. So they keep kind of pushing the same thing towards you. So it's kind of like a weird, like little traffic journey. Cause that's what they think you want to see, but you want to see different things. And you kind of had to like manipulate it for yourself to kind of like get what you want. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty interesting. So I'll turn the question to Tyler next. Um, do you notice any patterns at all in your uh, browsing habits? Um, do they bother you? Yeah, so I 100% see the patterns as I'm scrolling through my socials all the time, particularly um, Instagram and and Facebook, seeing things uh, like I'm interested in sports um, and seeing 
certain political things going on around this time. I have a lot of that on my feed and I actually personally like it because it shows me things that I'm interested in. Um, so I do see the benefit in that, but um, I actually do think it's starting to become a dangerous and addictive thing um, because now I catch myself scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I'm not gaining any value. So that's where I start to get a little scared. Do you kind of like find yourself within a bubble as far as like uh, politics go? Because this is kind of a big issue with like social media because they're going to push um, one like type of uh, content towards you. So if you lean like a certain way, you're only going to hear conversations from a certain select group of people. So do you think it kind of uh, limits your thoughts a little bit or do you still see yourself as uh, more open-minded? I think at first it may limit my thoughts a little bit, but because I'm a media student, I've kind of been trying to seek information from other sides of the spectrum to get the full picture. Um, But I see a lot of friends around me and just people around me um, getting caught into the polarization of major issues um, and only seeing things in one side. So personally for me, I've, I feel like I've been able to keep an open mind, but at the same time, it's kind of our brains against these algorithms. So as I might feel like I have an open mind, the algorithms may be putting me into an area where I might not have as much of a choice behind my thoughts as I thought I did. So that leads nicely into our next topic of Facebook and like the whole polarization of uh, the country's politics. So Facebook started as a uh, social media platform, mainly for uh, staying in contact with your friends and family. And it wasn't a huge uh, focus on news. Um, There was a change in the algorithm in 2009 where you were allowed to sort the uh, news feeds based on the post popularity, um, which kind of uh, did away with the uh, chronological order of the uh, Facebook uh, posting. So at first you would just kind of see what happened in order of what you saw and then it would push like news feeds uh, whatever was uh, getting the most engagement. So the whole uh, idea behind the engagement of Facebook is they want to keep your eyes on the screen and the website for as long as possible so that way the advertisers can get uh, eyeballs on their ads. The more uh, uh, engagement that Facebook creates with these advertisements and their website the more the advertisers are willing to pay Facebook. So everything that Facebook does is going to be in the name of engagement. In 2015, Facebook introduced the see first feature, which allowed uh, users to see what they want to see on their feed. And this is kind of like the beginning of uh, the polarization and the uh, kind of group think that Facebook introduces because you're not only seeing what you want to see and it kind of uh, excludes uh, other thoughts and uh, other uh, points of views that you normally would see just like talking with other people. In 2017, there was a big change in the algorithm where away the uh, reactions of uh, like a, like an emoji. So if you put like an angry emoji towards like a thing, that's gonna be weighed in the algorithm and influence will show to you. And interestingly enough, uh, one of the most uh, used uh, reactions is anger in, uh, in relation to politics. And this is uh, kind of leads into what we're seeing. So obviously, if you see anger is getting the most engagement with politics, Facebook's going to post more uh, polarizing and uh, just uh, dividing content on their platform. So this culminated in a court case with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, where he uh, defended uh, Facebook's uh, practices, and he was uh, criticized heavily for the, uh, the uh, pushing of fake news within the uh, platform. So with that uh, background in mind, 
I asked you guys, do you think that uh, social media and Facebook specifically should have regulation from the government? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's a very hard one to answer because of the dangerous precedent that it could set if the government did start to regulate um, content on social media platforms, specifically Facebook um, and possibly Twitter. Um, but I think that we have to look at the mental health problem that these algorithms are causing our society um, and the fact that it's affecting children in as young as the ages of middle school. And there's actually statistics that show um, once middle schoolers started to have more access to social media, um, when that became more prevalent, um, the suicide rate for teenage girls rose substantially. Um, and that's, um, it can't be directly correlated, but it is most likely correlated to um, the rise of social media ingrained in our, in our population and culture. And the algorithms behind Facebook need to be regulated because they have no incentive to regulate themselves. They only have incentive to make profit. Um, and even if Mark Zuckerberg wanted to, regulate these algorithms, he might not even have the wherewithal to do so. So I believe that the government um, absolutely has to step in as it's a matter of um, public health um, and a matter of keeping our democracy afloat. So normally um, I would agree with you on most of the things you said, but just to kind of play like a devil's advocate for the sake of conversation, um, I think you kind of set a dangerous precedent when you start uh, having the government uh, interfere with private businesses and like especially when it relates to like journalism and like news uh, cycles because obviously uh, with uh, certain people in power and like political uh, and political structures or whatever they're going to want a certain type of news to be pushed too so I, I kind of want to like post you like is there really a difference if like the government is like regulating uh, what's going on versus like a Facebook uh, kind of showing what's going on because at the end of the day the users that want to see what they want to see. The algorithms are a reflection of what we want to see, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it definitely does make sense. Um, I think the, the part that I would disagree with you most there is the fact that um, we have a choice with what we want to see. Um, and the reason I say that uh, is because I see people in my personal experience um, getting drawn into these bubbles and kind of taken away from their own identity to try to fit what they feel is the norm. Um, and that is being fed to them by these algorithms. And I think that um, some of our generation, um, like 20 to 25 year olds, may not have got caught into that because we didn't grow up with it. Um, but there's kids that are 10 years younger than us that um, are so ingrained into this, into their heads, the algorithms are kind of fighting with them since they're so young um, and they're very impressionable. So I think that it's more of a mental health issue um, rather than a freedom of speech issue. See, where I kind of fall is um, a lot of that kind of goes back to like parenting and like, should your kids be on social media and things like that. Um, I think that you can definitely have better like, uh, education about social media like maybe within the schools and kind of being media literate and uh, knowing how these uh, algorithms work but i think if we're just uh if we're trying to interfere with the you know it kind of goes back to my last point um 
I kind of place responsibility more on the user than the company. Because at the end of the day, the company wants to make money. And as long as you're aware of that, you can uh, browse safely, in my opinion. Yeah, so you raise a really good point about um, bringing education into the conversation. I think that um, if government intervention isn't the way that we go, um, I think that um, education within our school systems as soon as elementary schools um, would be possibly an effective solution for this. Um, because like you said, if we do know um, and understand what is going on with these algorithms, we may be able to um, be more user driven on what we're seeing. Um, but the one last thing I would say in relation to this is uh, if you do watch the movie, The Social Dilemma, we see a lot of the developers actually falling um, trapped to their own algorithms and they're getting addicted to their own algorithms that they made themselves. So I think that is the biggest argument to say that uh, we really, even if we have the education, we might not be able to control it. All right, so I think uh, with that, we'll transition to our next topic of uh, Instagram. Instagram, uh, although it's owned by Facebook, the algorithm works a little bit differently just because of the nature of the platform. Um, what influences your feed in Instagram is a couple of key factors. It's uh, interest, relationship, and uh, timeliness. So with uh, interest, interest basically uh, is uh, how you engage with the platform. So are you commenting on it? Are you liking the pictures? Are you sharing it? Things like that. So anything that gets like more likes, comments, shares, that's going to be uh, prioritized in your platform. After that, it's going to be uh, your relationship with the uh, post. So if, you're, if you and the uh, person who posted the picture follow each other, that's going to be prioritized over other things. So it still kind of keeps that, um, that social aspect of it. You'll still be in touch with your family and friends. And then lastly is the uh, timeliness of it. So at first, uh, Instagram strictly was um, in chronological order of when things were posted. And then it introduced these uh, couple of factors uh, that kind of shook things up. But generally, you'll see more recent content uh, uh, recommended to you. So obviously, there's a lot of questions about Instagram and uh, the effects on mental health that it has. And uh, recently, Instagram uh, experimented with removing the like button. And uh, they removed the like button for a small period of time, but eventually they went back to their old ways. So I posed the question, do you think Instagram should completely get rid of the like button? If not, is there anything that they should do to change it? I definitely think they should get rid of the like button. I think it's really damaging to mental health. I know growing up, like, not so much now, but a lot of my friends were like competing with who had the most likes. I knew people that would delete photos if it didn't get enough likes. And I think that's honestly just really damaging to like your confidence. Cause you know, especially now with the algorithm, like who knows who's gonna see it and like when they're gonna see it. So you could get like not that many likes and that's just completely damaging. So uh, there's actually a couple of solutions that I think are interesting. Um, I, I see where Rion is coming from, where you want to get rid of like the like button completely. It would definitely do a lot for uh, the, like, the mental health of just like the general populace. Um, but you also have to keep in mind, there's a lot of businesses, there's a lot of influencers, a lot of people make their careers off of Instagram. So if you remove like one of the key ways of tracking engagement, that, like that'll hurt them a little bit. Um, so, couple of solutions that I like to propose is um, only the poster of the picture can see uh, the amount of likes on it. So uh, anybody could still like the picture, but the only person that could see get, uh, the like is the one who posted it. 
So you can compare yourself to yourself and like, you'll be able to improve that if you want to, and you'll see what gets engagement, but you won't have that anxiety of trying to outdo others. If that makes sense. Um, another one is just keeping the like button, but even the poster can't see it. So there'll still be like backend data of like what's getting engagement. So even if you don't know what's the, uh, the amount of likes on your picture, you'll see that, um, it's getting more comments or shares or whatever. And, um, you know, that'll help with uh, a little bit more, but it's not as like radical solution of getting rid of it completely. And then obviously there's always what Instagram's doing right now. You just kind of keep it as it is. Um, obviously there's going to be bad effects with uh, the like button as it is. Um, you can see the downturn in mental uh, health. But um, one of the things that has been discussed before is an age restriction on uh, these social media platforms. Because obviously these, uh, they, the user of social media is getting younger and younger. And we're having these kids as young as six, seven, eight, growing up with these platforms and having a skewed perception of, uh, of what like the world is like or what like the correct body images or things like that. So I would pose the question, do you think like an age restriction should be posed on Instagram along with this uh, elimination of the like button? Um, I think that the best solution for the Instagram like situation would be to just have it so that the user themselves can see the amount of likes. I think that it's important to have that metric for influencers and other people that um, need to know how much their posts are being engaged with. Um, and I just think that um, having the data in the background wouldn't be enough. Um, and then in terms of the age restriction, I think that it would be morally responsible for Instagram and Facebook to put an age restriction on, but ultimately it would be up to um, society and um, the parents to decide who, when kids get on social media. So obviously there's questions with the, how uh, Instagram is going to implement like an age restriction. Um, Jalen, do you think, uh, like how would you uh, go about uh, implementing this basically? Because of like right now, there is somewhat like a little uh, restriction for age, uh, age requirements to get on social media. Um, there's there's ways to get around that. So I feel like we should, um, well, I feel like the government should uh, make everybody use their state ID or yeah, just a, um, just a verification card um, to type in your ID number and your, all of your information just to um, sign up for the social media account just so they could verify your age. Do you think that's like going a little bit too far or do you think like it's necessary considering like where we're at right now? Um, I don't think it's going too far. Uh, I feel like if you do this, um, the kids who obviously that's underage, well, well underage, um, they won't be exposed to a lot of the things that's going on on social media. Um, unless their uh, parent or legal guardian um, exposed them to that. So I really don't think it's uh, going too far now. So that's all for uh, today's uh, episode. Join us next time on episode two. We're going to be discussing uh, YouTube and TikTok and how they recommend you videos and how you kind of get sucked into the uh, infamous YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, so uh, that's all for today, and we'll see you next time.